Welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you'll hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. Here's your host, Anthony Lamacchia. So I am happy to be here with Mr. Paul Cervoni. Hello, sir. Hello. Good to see you. Same here too, Anthony. So you just hit 10 years in the business. Yes, sir. Like uh, a week ago. Yeah, yeah. It's actually my 10-year anniversary of March 11th. 10 years as a realtor, and um, it's been a wonderful journey to say. Well, congrats to yeah, you on you. having some real big years over the last couple of years. It's been impressive to see, and we're going to talk about that. But what I want to do first is get in the time capsule. Let's go back 10 years and just walk people through, you know, what was it like the first couple <laughs> of years? You know, after year four or five, you moved here in like year, how many years you been here? This is my third full year here. You came in the fall 2017. December of 17, I joined. Okay, so yeah. first of all, what did you do before real estate? Tell me that. Yep, so uh, going back in time, I was a uh, business leader in retail, big box mm -hmm. retail. I worked for Christmas tree shops, CVS, and Target. So yep. I did that for more than 20 years, led a lot of field initiatives, store manager, managed hundreds of people. So a lot of those business skills have served me very well. That's right. You know, uh, bringing that business savvy and that forward thinking and that strategic thinking to this real estate well, game. Well, I remember, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to interrupt your story, but sure. I remember when you started. You used to sit right back there. You never missed a damn training for the first that two years. That was my seat. For the first <laughs> two years, you sat back there and you used to take notes. And one thing that I noticed, there was two things I noticed about you pretty quick. Number one, you took notes, but you identified the process and then you just did it. You just did it. Like there was no like, let me redo this. You know, you, you see the, the <laughs> sign we have back there, imitate before you innovate. Correct. That's exactly what you did. Yep. And, and that's what I love about you because you Thank just you. said, wait, this works better. Okay, cool. I'm doing it. Yep. And when you first started in the business, you weren't here. But let's talk through that journey a little bit. I'll go back again. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, so when did you start? What company? So what I started with this company called the MLSonline.com. I remember, and They yeah. were in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They actually had an office here in uh, Waltham, Massachusetts. Yeah. Didn't know what I was getting into because I didn't know anything about real estate. I just figured I'm a people person, you know, very customer centric. And I thought this would be a nice place for me as a profession. Um, my son was just being born and I needed that flexible. So I was daddy daycare at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So the life events really triggered my profession decision to make Correct. a move into real estate. Because at the time, uh, we were living up in Albany, New York area, my wife and I. That's where we got married. We had our son up there. And we lived yep. up there for about five or six years. I was still in the retail space. And we came back. And when we came back and relocated to Massachusetts, now I'm living in Burlington yeah. for about 11 years now, then I, I decided to make a move into real estate. So I started with this company that was kind of an internet-based company. Yep. But they were very buyer-centric. And they were Sorry. trying to break into the Massachusetts market. So they did a lot of Google advertising to bring in lead generation, and I was one of the first agents into this company, right? And, and I had a nice connection with the broker owner. And, um, you know, she, they are actually are a brand. They had 125 people in their office up in, so they were a well-known brand yep. up there, yep. not here, of course. Yep. So that's kind of where I started. And, and the funny and thing- you were hustling buyer leads at that time. Yeah, it was all buyer- but it was at all that buyer time, you didn't know scripts. You didn't know- Imagine if you <laughs> did that now, knowing what you know now. Only if I woulda, coulda, shoulda. And we can yeah, speak about course, that journey down the road yeah. here when we get into this. But first year in business, I probably did like 12 sales, yep, believe it or not. Yep, yep. You know, and I was like this rental guru. And I'm like, what the hell did I get myself into? Because yeah. my broker owner was saying, yeah, rentals are so easy. They're quick. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So here I was traveling from Burlington, Massachusetts, all the way out to Worcester 
Yeah. Okay. And everything was imploding on me. It was just kind of crazy. Every deal, the buyers would just ghost on you. They yeah. couldn't afford it. Their credit was blowing up. And I'm saying, what the heck am I getting into? Yeah. Right. This is real estate. This is 2011. Yeah. 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 So this is 2011. I'm starting my career and I'm thinking I'm going to conquer the world in, in yeah. rentals and nothing is going well. Yeah. Deals so, are falling So through. of course, you know, when you shout it out to the rooftops, hey, I'm in real estate to your family and friends, yeah. they finally know. But that takes time. I remember they're not giving you business. You get a couple of people that come to you, but the majority are like, oh, good luck. Right. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. And you get the, the golf clap, you know, they're excited exactly. for you. Yeah. But it's very passive. So yeah. you're working, you know, and again, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a mentor. Yeah. And I'm chasing all the shiny objects. I'm, you know, looking at all sorts of lead generation products and spending all this money. And you're in, you know, you're finally realizing that you don't get a paycheck until like three, four, five, six months That's right. until a deal closes. Yeah. But my wife and I had a good plan. We yeah. had money in reserve. You were ready she for was it. A, yeah, she was the earner. I had the flexibility with the daddy daycare. So yeah, we were, yeah. it was a good balance of life balance. And so that's, that was my catapult into the industry. Yeah. You know, not knowing anything, not knowing where to go. Well, at least you had a little bit of runway financially. Yes. So that helped, but it yes. doesn't mean you weren't stressed. And right. so, so and that's 12, a huge tip. 12 sales, of course, 12 sales the first year. And then that was 2011. And then yeah. what were you somewhere between there and yep. like 20 sales until oh. 2017? Yep. Yep. So fast forward in, into, let's say the next three, four, five, six years ahead. It was roughly anywhere from 15 to 20 sides. And most of that was the buyer leads that you were getting. And then I imagine your sphere was growing a little. It was. Okay. As you know, and we talk about this a lot, we say, you know, year three, year five, right in the business, yeah. business just finds oh, their yeah, way yeah. to you because yeah. people are now moving up to bigger homes, Correct. they're first time home buyers. It takes time. It does. It's not like you can turn and, on a and switch. And I try to say that to new agents <laughs> and, and they don't, you know, they half believe it. They, yeah. they, they think they're going to just stay there forever. You're a rock star. I, You're well, one. Yeah, they think they're going to be a rock star. And then three months in when they realize, wait, this is hard. I actually have to work. I have to apply myself. Yeah. You know, then that's when we end up finding out who's going to stick it out and who isn't. And, yes. you know, you are certainly someone who doesn't play games with implementation. But then you got turned on to us. Mutual yeah. friend of ours, yep. Shant, yep. helped uh, connect you with us. And you came over and... My friend, you jumped into training like uh, a lot of the people that are going to watch are our training customers across North America. So they can, some of them can relate to you. Some of them might not be on the training yet. Right, right. But um, yeah. you jumped in like a champ. I mean, it's impressive. And you Thank went you. from 20 to 40, 40 to almost 60 now well, sales a year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last year was how many? 58 in 2020? Yeah, so, so actually I transacted 60, but I closed 57. Yeah. Okay, because some of those deals pushed into the new year. Yeah, I had so I had a great minute. January. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, it was a great launching pad. But going back to the Shant discussion, Shant and I started in the business when I was with that other brokerage. Correct. I knew him before he was with Guaranteed yes. Rate. Okay, so that relationship was nurturing all yep. these years. And you and I had connected a few different times Correct. throughout the conversation. And I just remember, you know, watching the Get More videos. And I was just so enthralled in, in the vision and, you know, how excited people were, yeah. you know, with the value proposition. And yeah. that's what I realized. The light bulb went off in 2017, realizing yeah. that I was at a place in my life when I was ready to scale my business. My wife said to me, you have to go sell more homes because our son's going into college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to make yeah. some serious dough. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of funny. And that's a true life story. I yeah. mean, it was really about a life journey, you know, finding that time. So Shot and I, you know, and, and you, we finally connected. I was really impressed with your vision, all the things that you'd accomplished in such a short time. And I wanted to be part of that story. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm here today. Well, you know, and to help. you know, I'm 
grateful as could be to have you here with us. And for those of you that are listening uh, locally, you know, Paul and I promised each other we wouldn't make this an advertisement for our company, so we won't. But, if, you know, for national people, for local people, this is an example of someone who identified needing to make a change and made it. And, you know, he happened to make it with us. Great. Okay, I appreciate it. I love it. But this interview is more about Paul identifying things he needed to change and changing. And that, and we, you and I know, I mean, heck, you've tried to help me with other people we know in the business, sure. with people here at the company. Some people, they know they need to make a change. They don't do a damn thing about it. Right. And let's break that down to a business level now. Yep. You joined the company. I remember it was November of 17. You told me, I'm coming. And two weeks later, you were here. Yep. Then you started identifying things that you probably or weren't doing right or misstepping with buyers or misstepping with sellers in the sales process, and you started making changes, and look what happened. So give everyone some real-life examples like you just did with your own family because I guarantee there's people listening that are like, <laughs> shit, I have that happening in my house. Right. Give some real-life examples of things that you were doing with buyers, for example, that you changed and it made a difference, things that you were doing with sellers that you changed made a difference, things you were doing with your sphere that changed talk. Yep. So I'll shut up. if I can just bring some context back a little sure. bit, okay, and we'll get into that. But so you talked about how I was in the room and I was, I basically, once I joined the team, I wanted to absorb like a sponge. I was absolutely a hundred percent sponge sitting and I went through every training five times that you, you had did. in the first year I in remember. 18. Okay. Yeah. And I was kind of my, my, cause I have this wheel going on. I'm like the gerbil wheel. It's, it never stops my mind. And my wife yells at me and throws things and says, Paul, are you listening to me? Are you listening? And it's, you know, I can imagine you've got the uh, Lamakia Realty super highway yeah. going on in your mind because you're thinking at such a high level to grow the business. And I'm, you know, at a, at a different stage, but I, I'm doing 21 sides in 18 in my first year of just understanding the philosophy. Yes. Here. And that was good. Yep. And I was really proud of that. So about $7 million in volume, yep. okay? Then 19, I step in, and all of a sudden, I double that, That's and I right. did 38 sides. I and you know what I did? Here's where, here, let's get into the conversation. Here's what I changed. So I took all that knowledge and that wisdom that I learned and implemented, and I put on the new tool belt Yeah. because I'm a flexible thinker yeah. outside the box. Yeah. So I had to realign to say, how am I going to treat uh, buyer relationships different? to grow my business and sell a relationships different. Yeah. And are you going to do the right things in the right order? Right? We've talked about that. Oh yeah. You know, and so for me it's all about Toma, top of mind awareness. Yeah. That was the big thing that I had to change. And I made a goal in from 18 and I said, what do I want to accomplish in 19? Because I'm I'm one of those people that are forward thinking about and I'm very goal driven, yeah. as you know, like you, you know, we want to execute at high levels. So I said I want to make President's Club. That's right. That's my goal. And I did it. Congratulations Thank on making you. President's Club. But let's pause there for a second. When you say you wanted it, you realized you needed to have Toma, top of mind awareness. Yes. And you, you and I, we've talked about it. You've heard me do trainings on it. It comes from my dad, right? He loves that saying. But what did you do different? One thing that I noticed, you dramatically increased your social media presence. Totally. Dramatically. Yep. So talk about that for a minute and then talk about other things that yep. you did. Yep. So top of mind awareness, if I was going to impart a piece of wisdom for anybody out there listening... You know, that is the secret sauce and one of the magic bullets, because I think people think that you can just come into this business. You've got to work hard. You've got to be an action oh, yeah. taker, right? right? I mean, if you don't put in the work, you're never going to get the result. No one is going to do it, and you've got to own your shit. Yeah. But ultimately, no one is going to do it for you, and you have to be accountable to yourself. You can have all the coaching and the leadership in the world, but if you can't hold yourself accountable. So when I talked about, uh, you know, top of mind awareness, I'm sending out postcards. I'm texting. I'm DMing. 
You know, I'm on Facebook now, so my Wait, postcards. How many postcards are you doing? You're doing it to your sphere? Oh, yeah. And past clients. And past clients, yeah. 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 So here's, here's a crazy exercise. So what did, I, what did I do? So I went back in time to when I first started in the business, and I was pulling up all sorts of public records yeah, I of know all my, of my clients. Yeah. And I'm finding out, did they sell their house? Where did they move? And I'm looking at all the business that I had lost because I had no top of mind awareness those six years. You didn't stay in years. touch with them. Didn't stay in touch with them, not a touch. You've never told me this I've till known, now. I've never told but you I, this story. As soon as you said I went back and looked at public records, I said I know exactly what he's going to say. Because past clients are a gold mine. Yes. They are a gold mine, and agents miss it. Yep. Let's take a quick break and hear from Dave Carolee, the master of objection handling, as he teaches you how to overcome buyer and seller concerns. All right, so today's objection we're going to cover when a seller asks you, what's your commission? So first, most importantly, if you're hearing that a lot, start with going over your actual presentation. It probably means you're not showing as much value as you'd like to. Also, remember, we go into commission after the net sheet. Um, when sellers still ask me after that, first, I just answer the question. My commission is X percent. And I say nothing, even if it's uncomfortable for a little bit. You know, if they push from there... I'll say something like, well, let me ask you what's most important, Mr. Seller, getting top dollar or paying the lowest commission? And then let them answer, right? And then I say something like, well, Mr. Seller, remember when we talked about marketing, we talked about why creating the most demand is so important? So let me ask you, do you think that other company can create as much demand as we do? No? Okay, well, well what would you rather do? Would you rather sell your home for... 400,000 and pay X percent or sell it for 375 and pay a little less than X percent. It's going to put way more money in your pocket. So why don't we do this? Why don't we do all the marketing we talked about, create a lot of demand, help you reach those goals? How does that sound? So, so here I am bleeding money because I've lost all this business, right? And, and you, you, know, you feel like you're leaving so much business. And then you think about the impact to your family and, and that income you could have taken in, right? right? And that would have been a difference maker. So I put it in a very global perspective of, of kind of that life-work balance and, and how I achieve and drive you know, my strategies. You know? So for me, when I did that exercise, and I don't know if anyone's really done that, you know, but a first, you know, if, if you've got a book of business for three years and you've not done anything with Toma or going back and touching those people, you've probably lost oh, yeah. 40 or 50% of that business. Right. So I might have left 30 or 60 deals on the table in wow. that six-year period. Wow. Okay. And then what did you do? You got all the public records, got them into the database? Yeah, so I get them into my database. And then you know what? I, I, here's the thing about Paul Savoni is that things are never over. Even when they're over, they're never over. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm so, so vigilant and I'm relentless. I know. Okay. About chasing down business and wanting to help people because that's how I'm made. Of course. I like to pay it forward and I like to help people. So even when a deal looks like it's going to die and it's and someone says it's dead, I say, no, it's not dead. Why do you think it's dead? Let's, you know, so go back to the social media. So the company, incredible marketing team here, you know, is automating my social media. But I was never social media driven six years ago. I know. Even for my first six years. You know, so now I have a presence. Now there's a brand yep. being built. Now there's a value proposition for Paul Savoni. Honestly, you, know? you remind me to post stuff sometimes because you'll <laughs> tag me and I'll be like, oh, no, I didn't share that or whatever. So it's, yeah, it's helpful. It's but all good. It's a conversation. I, I, I want to go back to the postcards, though. How many people do you have in your database? Let's start there. Because well, that, that is to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I put them in my database. You're like, what's the big deal? 
To agents listening, yeah. agents miss the database opportunity every day, every week. Do you have 200? Do you have 400? Yep. Give me an idea. So, so the database was like 1,200 initially, right? Yeah. You can't manage a 1,200 you know, so person database. It so it's cleaned up. It's refined. So maybe right now you have these A, B, C, D clients, right? Yeah. The hot, the cold, the medium, you know, when their timelines are. So right now I'm managing about 200, you know, Real. what I think viable people yeah. that and I can nurture. Clients. Past clients going back 10 years. I mean, so they're in there. Yeah. I mean, and you're hitting them with a monthly newsletter email, which is automatic from us, but that's beside the point. Month. So they're getting that. Yep. And then they're getting a postcard how often? Yep. They're getting postcards probably monthly from me. But also, check this that's, out. That's good. DMs on Facebook. Social so you'll media. direct message them. I'm tagging say them. Say hi. DM, happy birthday, happy anniversary. Every event that goes on, I'm like a freaking social media troll. Yeah. You know? And then you send them uh, like articles and things. You know I'm pretty knowledge-based, and I like you know, to drive metrics well, you, and follow. You, you right? and I love that. Well, I know you and we I can have discussions love about that the educate, educate your way in with we people. Do. You educate them, it'll draw them to you. So uh, that's cool. I did not know this about the database yeah. or the postcards, but yeah. that's interesting. You, you have to, I guess, Anthony, you have to work from a place of strength. And that's the way that I manage my life and my business. You have to look back to move forward. Of course. So you have to have the metrics and the data and the information to make good informed decisions. How can you allow a buyer or a seller to make a good informed decision if you don't educate them about the market? Right? We talk about this all the time. Sending things of value, little things. Here's something that I do. Thanksgiving. I'm texting, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to 100 people. Yeah. You know, Merry Christmas, you know, happy Hanukkah. It is what it is, yeah. right? If you've got your database organized and you know what the trigger points and what the emotional points and, and, you know, what they're looking for, then you can tailor your strategies, right, to make an impact. And you won't, you won't believe how many people respond to me on a holiday or something yeah. saying, good, you know, happy wish. Oh, thank you for the reminder. Spring forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so you're using every excuse you, gotta you can. You got to leverage every resource out there. Social media, text. You say, pick up your cell phone, start at the A's, and dial the Z's. Yeah. How many people do we have on our freaking cell phone? It's got to be like twelve thousand contacts. Yeah. I, I'm not going to you know? talk because right? he's saying all the things right? that I preach, and he's doing it like a champ. Let, <laughs> let's you. talk Thank about um, how you're managing it all. Yeah. Because I know you're taking advantage of some of the services we have here <laughs> at the company, but in addition to that, you're also leveraging. Uh, some newer agents, yep. you're, I mean, doing us a favor because you're training some newer agents by getting some help from them. Um, and that's kind of how you're having yourself in two places at once. So yep. spend a couple minutes on that because this audience is also going to be top agents that have a trouble keeping up. Yes. So thank you for that. Um, as you know, like I love... Uh, in my past background, I had a, a very centric training. I mean, I was training people all the time, hundreds of people. Um, you know, so I love mentoring. I love coaching. And I love just helping people. I love, I love seeing people's success. I yep. thrive on that. I believe in the team concept that together everyone achieves more. So that's what I'm all about. That's how I'm built. So in here in our business, I have new agents reaching out to me. Daily, I think Jocelyn and Darlene said something, you know, we're doing yeah. a nice training, right? It's getting a little yeah, right? too it's much. It's getting a little crazy, yeah, yeah. right? Well, I, I haven't shared this, but I'm right there Same with thing. them. Yeah. You know, I and, and I want to help, you know, so they don't know what they don't know. And they, they're looking at the top producers and the leaders to try to guide them. And they want it life, real life experience. And I said, okay, come along for the journey. Yeah. But I can't come out to every lunch that you want to take me out to, right? But they can help you and they learn but that they way. they can help you. So here's what I've done to, to lead myself to success from getting from 20 sales to 60 sales, okay, yep. over three years. 
you have to uh, realign your thought process and your plans every year. I reinvent myself every year. Okay, it's never the same. If we're doing the same things every year, we get the same result. Yeah. You have to think outside the box. So I, you know, reacclimate my business plan. My business plan starts every year in the summer, okay, and then I go into the fall. Then I start sending out postcards, phone calls. I'm starting to build the pipeline for the next year. For the next year. If you're not starting in the late summer, you're, you're missing the, or the early fall to build yeah. the relationships yeah. to say, hey, are you thinking about a move? Here's a great blog. Here's information. Here's yeah. what we think. Interest rates. I mean, think about, you, you talk about being the, the leader of knowledge, the doctor, right? They're yeah, the patient, they're the right? Patient, Scenario, yeah. right? You, you've got to be the doctor. You've got to be the expert. And whether you're in their community or not, by imparting that kind of wisdom and making those connections are critical, you know, to people. So I start the business planning. So when we got into 2020, we didn't know what was to come. I know. You know, so I started the, I started the you know, that summer, that fall, I said, okay, 19, I made President's Club. Where am I going for 20? Well, I was saying I'm going, I'm going all in on elite. Yep. I'm going to 50 deals plus. Yep. yep. And so I said, okay. And, and so when we, I don't know if you know, if you recall this, Lindsay should, but we had the um, goal setting exercise in yes, Wilburn. Yes. Go to the right? board. Go to the board, baby. Let's go up to the board. Let's make it real. Right. Let's put it in front of everybody. So my target number was 50 because I wanted elite. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we talked about what one thing would you change? You know. I said, well, I want to change my interactions and increase my TOMA and top of mind awareness and touch more sphere clients. Mm -hmm. So that was the one thing that I Instead wanted to change. Instead of doing company leads or and, do more I, of your own. Yeah, and what I, one thing I was taking away is I was not going to be a Zillow Premier or anybody. I was not going to lead generate and spend thousands of wasted That's dollars. Right. That's right. I, were gonna, I was going to do the things for free and pick up my damn phone and start calling people well, to and, engage. And Paul, at that time, a year and a half ago, <laughs> You had 200 past clients from so many years. So it's like, why wouldn't you, you know, and, and, and you did it, but, it, you know, when you do it, and the other thing that you do is you're consistent. Once you know something works, you never let up. Correct. And I mean, that's how I run the company. And right. you're doing the same thing. Yep. With, you don't let up. You're just relentless. So yep. Yep. Consistency. Consistency, yeah. Yep. And not yep. letting up and, and, yep. and getting lazy and, you know, all that. So that that is pretty much what I wanted to go through. Is there any... Last thoughts that you want to share with the audience for kind of pointers where they can ramp their business more if they're newer or ramp more if, they're, if they've hit a ceiling and they're stuck going to the next level? Like, why don't you take the last few minutes and Thank just you. give some last thoughts? I appreciate it. So getting back to 2020 and operating in a pandemic year was totally unusual. We yep. never knew what we were going to, you know, come up against. And um, when I started the business plan, I said 50, but I had a stretch goal. And I think people were taken back by me setting a stretch goal because yeah. they weren't thinking that way. Yep. Most people think I want to hit a target and they point to that target. I'm always in front of that tenfold. So in order to hit the target, you're like, I'm thinking about how many appointments do I have to have? How many phone calls am I making? How many hours am I going to work on? We all work in the same 24-hour cycle. That's right. I don't care if you're doing 500 deals or two deals a, month, you know, a year or whatever. Right. We have the same block that we have to manage our time, time block, but you have to create the plan. And here, here's a couple of nuggets. But I love we, what you're saying about appointment leads. You go backwards as yep. well. You don't just focus on, yep. oh, I'm going to have this many closings. You say, in order to have that many closings, how many appointments do I need to have? Yep. So one of the things that I would say, just going back for some tips here, is that I have a huge database of a lot of people that I've managed in 10 years. Right. Yep. I've touched thousands of people. Let's yep. be honest. OK. What I've done is now reeled that in and said, okay, let me focus on the top 200 
And now let me focus on the top 150, and, and you know, that's how I work forward in my business now. And then now I'm chasing new business, right? We continue yep. to lead generate and do those types of things. Um, you know, but um, in the business planning goal, I, I think that a couple of key points that I want to, you know, just speak to if I can. So first of all is you have to find you in, in your voice in real estate. You can't be Paul Savone. You can't be Anthony Amakia. You have to be you. So that's one thing is that you've got to find your book of business that you want to chase. Are you in the luxury market? Are you not? What town? You know, where do you want to plant your signs? So I think that's a big takeaway. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, being top of mind. That's the one regret that I have is that I never chased those six, six years of those past clients. But you are now. And I am now. And you're not I'm, I'm an up. animal now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if I only knew what I knew now, uh, you know, things would be a far, you know, uh, greater accomplishment and success. Um, surround yourself with people that are better than you. And I, and I feel that I found that place. Yep. You know, I know there are well, some, challenged. some yep, yeah, there are some agents. great leaders here. Yep. There are some great, you know, big time agents here. And as much as I say I aspire to them, I aspire to learning from them. Yep. That's what I aspire to, you know, so I can kind of create my, my own roadway. You know, yep. it's called my Paul Savoni superhighway for real estate. Yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. Right? And that's what every agent should do. Of course. You know, we want to aspire to be the best and, you know, we want to imitate before we innovate, but we have to find ourselves and we have to find our own voice. Yep. Uh, Dan Beer, right? He said, find your heart, right? Yeah. Great guy out in I California, love that. right? Yeah. That, that's, you know, that's really a, a great saying because so many people in this business are paralyzed by fear. Right. Yep. The fear of failing, the fear of someone hanging up on you on a lead yep. generation call, the fear of someone Denial, cursing you out. Yeah. Yeah. All that. Right. So I say to everyone, embrace it. Yeah. Right. Embrace it. Get used to it. It's at our doorstep. Well, that's what every I say. We, and and what you, you you've done about? this great. It's like, OK, <laughs> a lead doesn't want to talk to you. Great. Go on to the next call. Yeah. Like, who cares? Right. So here's the thing. Surround yourself with great people. Right. Surround yourself with movers and shakers like vendors, like lenders, appraisers, yep. attorneys, deal makers, not deal breakers. Yep. People that are going to execute at a high level and share a philosophy that you do. Yep. When you align yourself with those types of people, there's nothing you can't overcome. I love it, my friend. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Congrats you. on a big year. All right, brother. All right. Thank you for anyway, having me. We're going Appreciate to Aruba or not going to Aruba? <laughs> you bet. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. We hope you've learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushitinre.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode and you'd like to hear more stories, please share with others. Post on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from Anthony, you can follow him on Instagram at Crush It in Real Estate on Facebook and YouTube. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.